Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So today is yet another down day for precious metals and silver in particular. Gold, uh, I think, is down a little bit on the day, but silver certainly has outpaced gold to the downside today, meaning that the gold to silver ratio has gone up. In fact, earlier today, it was approaching 90 to 1, as I speak, is currently around 89 to 1. And I want to take some time to talk about the craziness of a 89 or a 90 to 1 gold to silver ratio. I don't think that we should just accept this at face value. I think it's abnormal. It's an aberration. It's, as I said, craziness. And I want to make myself abundantly clear. That doesn't mean that it has to change immediately. I think it will. I think it will revert to the mean. But calling it abnormal or seeing it as abnormal, that shouldn't come as any surprise. I mean, in today's markets, the stock markets, bond markets, etc., abnormal valuations are kind of the norm. I mean, look at the stock market. Now, trading on the stock market based on fundamentals has probably been a recipe for failure for, for quite some time. However, those that still look at fundamentals, like the price compared to the actual earnings or the profits or whatever whatever metric you want to use they're overvalued they're overpriced and yet those that are making money on the stock market at least to the upside usually are making it based on momentum based on uh, it being pumped up by the uh, federal reserve or by stock buybacks or whatever it is right those aren't real strong fundamentals for for the price of a stock and yet it's what's driven up the price to abnormal or crazy levels you can look at the bond market as well look at the u.s treasury market in particular right today i think i I read that that yields are down on the day right the u.s 10 year is is i want to say around two and a half percent i don't know the exact amount and yet you look at the u.s national debt i think it recently surpassed 22 trillion dollars the U.S. is issuing an additional like $1.5 trillion, roughly, dollars worth of, of treasury bonds each year onto the market. Now, do I think that the U.S. is going to default on that? Not through traditional means. I think the chance of that is pretty low. I think ultimately it's going to be a some sort of a default through inflation, an inflationary default, if, if you can call it that. And yet you're not seeing that priced into the markets at all. Right When you see huge record treasury issuances for a non-recessionary period, and yet you see yields fall, and I get it, I, I get some of the mechanics for why yields are falling, whether it's a safe haven bid, people searching for yield, I get it, why people buy bonds. doesn't make sense, but it, there's some sense to it, is what I'm saying. 
but two and a half percent yield on something like that, especially when you look at something like inflation, which is almost certainly above that real inflation, it's again, craziness. So it's not unexpected to see similar craziness in the gold and silver markets, not only in terms of their individual prices, but also in relation to each other with the gold to silver ratio approaching 90 to one. Now, the next point I wanted to make about this ratio, it doesn't reflect supply and demand. And I mean that in two different ways. First of all, the, the paper silver and gold markets haven't reflected silver and gold or uh, actual supply and demand in a long time. They don't. And, and they're really unique in that when you compare them to other commodities. There are some metal markets, I'm sure, out there that operate in similar ways. Like maybe copper has a bit of that as well, a little bit more of a speculative or manipulative component. But when you look at other commodities, there's at least some reflection of that. Look at the oil market, right? Maybe the most important of the commodity markets. Oil traders are constantly watching supply and demand figures, inventory build, inventory drawdown, rig count, etc. You see it in something like uh, pork prices, right? Zero Hedge recently reported on this. The skyrocketing pork prices in China because of a, a disease that's sweeping through pork populations in uh, many parts of Asia and elsewhere that are decimating uh, livestock. I mean, that has caused the price to go up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply significantly especially when you see you know massive herds that are being culled because of the disease that reflects supply and demand now again i think a lot of these other commodities i'm sure are manipulated to some extent but silver and gold in particular i talked about this recently in one of my recent videos the closure of the penasquito mine in, in mexico i want to say it put out something like 20 million ounces of silver a year that's something like two percent of the yearly supply coming onto the market no reaction Right. Same thing goes for something like the Escobar mine or even just broader figures from some of these large mining companies or entire countries of, of falling supply or, or you know, supply not meeting demand. It's not reflected. OK, now the other mean that I the other way that I mean that when I say it doesn't reflect supply and demand, I'm talking about the the old argument that's always sometimes seen here on the, on the Internet regarding silver and gold is the whole uh, gold is. Silver is taken out of the ground at a 9 to 1 ratio to gold. Therefore, the gold to silver ratio should be 9 to 1. And I reject that argument as well. I mean, you could look at a, an element like iridium. Okay, price of iridium is slightly north of that of gold right now. And yet, I would expect, if you look at how much iridium is mined each year, it's a very small fraction of what the, the amount of gold that's mined each year. And yet, the prices, they're, they're pretty close to each other. So that's another thing that I'm saying here. I, I don't want to put myself in that camp because I'm not. Uh, it's 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 a much more complicated conversation than that, right? Gold and silver have had thousands of years of of demand, relative high demand, and yet you know iridium doesn't have a whole lot of uses. And so you know in some ways, I mean that demand matters, right? We can't just look at the supply coming onto the market. The other point I want to make about this is. 
some people might be saying that that this gold to silver ratio continuing to rise. If you hear some noises, by the way, that's just my my uh, four month old daughter uh, talking to herself. Uh, if you see the price of silver fall more than gold, or the gold to silver ratio rise, some people might be saying that that is signaling a recession. The idea behind it is that silver drives <laughs> she's loud drives a large amount of its demand from industrial uses electronics uh, transportation etc in that in a recession you'd expect that demand to go down i don't necessarily now no i do think a recession is very near i don't necessarily think that that that's what this is reflecting uh rather if anything i think going into the next recession especially early on when when governments still have a fair bit of of leeway to to make their moves um there's gonna be plenty of sources of of demand for silver through things like infrastructure projects and whatnot. Never mind the investment side of things, which I think is going to be enormous, enormous amount of investment demand for silver, which will more than make up for the falling uh, uh, industrial demand. But I don't think that that's what this is signaling either. Rather, I, I simply think it's just that silver is a smaller market. It moves more easily and, you know, it's manipulated more easily than gold. I mean, gold. Uh, you you look at the the size of the gold market. It's it's in the trillions of dollars. And, and you look at silver. You know, the yearly uh, production of silver, roughly a billion ounces. At current prices, we're talking about what a uh, fourteen billion, right? Fourteen billion, fifteen billion dollars of silver coming to the market each year. It's not all that difficult to manipulate that, especially when you account for the fact that a good chunk of that fourteen or fifteen billion dollars is already accounted for by various companies that are going to buy it to to use for for fabrication of, of uh, consumer goods, um, industrial uses, uh, things like silverware, jewelry, uh, and, and of course coins and bars. And that leaves a very small market out there to actually be traded and manipulated, right? And so I, 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 I think that that's more so what it's it's showing, right? And, and as some other people would say, uh, Silver tends to go down more than gold, and it tends to go up more than gold. And I think that's part of what we're seeing right now. And so what that means to us, I think, is ultimately this gold-to-silver ratio continuing to rise to levels that I did not expect it to rise to. Again, close to 90 to 1, right? 89 to 1 gold-to-silver ratio. I think it's signaling maybe a potential further downside, especially for silver. We'll see how far it goes. Right, I think there there is going to be some support for silver at fourteen dollars an ounce, and then maybe a little bit south of that, you know, thirteen eighty somewhere around there, somewhere around its lows in the second half of two thousand eighteen, uh, and and I'd still be surprised to see it drop below that. The gold to silver ratio, I think, maybe has some further upside, not a whole lot, but that's kind of my interpretation of this, with the understanding that over the long term, that there's a much much larger upside. For silver, I mean, you have to ask yourself when you're comparing silver to gold right now, uh, in particular the ratio. What's the upside potential in the ratio? Meaning north of ninety to one. I, you know, I would say it's pretty limited. I, I could be wrong. I mean, these markets can behave irrationally for a long period of time and and very much in a very large amount in one direction. But I'd be surprised. I hope you guys can hear her talking because she's got a lot to say right now. Um. I'd be surprised to see it move a whole lot more in that direction 
but I think there's a huge potential for downside in the gold to silver ratio, meaning silver outperforming gold, just like the stock market right now. I mean, how much higher can the stock market go? Like there's a very limited potential to the upside and a massive potential to the downside. And I see a similar story with the gold to silver ratio. I think the, the potential for silver to outperform gold is huge going forward. A reversion to the mean, in fact, I think it's going to well surpass whatever you know the mean is. People disagree on exactly what it is, 50 to 1, 40 to 1, whatever. I think it's going to well surpass that. And I think the potential for gold to continue to outperform silver is very limited. Very limited upside there. But that's my perspective on it. I think there's going to be a good trading opportunity, you know, months, years probably down the line for for some of us to maybe trade our silver for gold at a much better ratio. But I'd love to hear from you guys. How many of you guys that, that regularly stack both silver and gold are still choosing gold at this type of a ratio? Or are you feeling like silver maybe is the the better buy right now given this ratio and given the upside of the respective metals let me know down below in the comment section as always i'd like to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video listen to this podcast and god bless